Welcome to the OKC Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. To get the latest updates or to watch this week's message, visit our website at okccommunitychurch.com. Hello, friends. We are so glad you are here. I really do hope and pray you're doing well. Well, I just want to jump right in. I'm going to do a message today called New Normal, the power and potential of disruption. If there's anything that this global pandemic can be described as, it is, it is completely a disruption. And I just want to talk about it because I believe God can do so much from this thing that we are going through, that we're all experiencing, that we all have our own stories to. To say the least, we've had an interruption. We've been disrupted in our life. And so I've been thinking about that idea for a while. I've, I've recently been reading a book by um, Robert Iger, who is the CEO of Disney. And I usually read the Bible, but I uh, occasionally will read a different book that I think may be helpful to me, uh, especially one that may be helpful to my future. I mean, I've always thought if things don't work out at OKC Community, I could just go work at Disney World. You know, I could run the Jungle Cruise or make churros. I'd, I don't know. I'd be happy. It's the happiest place on earth. I don't know. But anyway, in his book... He describes this idea of disruption. He often talks about this idea as well. And I have a kind of a long quote, but I'm going to read it because it kind of helps us get into this conversation. He says this, I think the best way to embrace disruption is to admit that it is happening. It's not just a speed bump. It's, it's, not, or it's just not something that's happening momentarily that you can ultimately endure and then see yourself to the other side. It's something you have to understand that it's here to stay. There's an in- inevitability to change, and I think in today's world, there are plenty of examples of just how much change has occurred in the very recent past. Therefore, we ought to expect that there's far more change on the horizon. Accepting that is the best way to navigate your way through it or with it. We decided that, that rather than just accept the disruption and watch our business diminish, that we would embrace disruption and take the necessary steps to make sure we join in the disruption. So he goes on and he talks about how Disney has always intentionally actually created disruption, that disruption is what helps them be innovative and and to advance their company. And so in in other words, disruption can be our friend. Disruption can actually help us grow and advance and this can be true in business. I think this is true in sports. Think about any team when there's a creates a, a, a moment of disruption is created, like it brings the team together, right? That's what happened in Mighty Ducks, right? I mean, they, the, the, the flying V, like the quack came out of disruption. At least we'll go with that, right? The best leaders, entrepreneurs, creatives are usually good at creating a bit of disruption. And, you know, I, I was thinking... You know, through, through the season, I've had so many conversations about how people are saying, I, I don't want to go back to the way things were. I actually want there to be something new out of this. I want there to be a new normal. And I'm thinking, man, what could God do with that? With so many people feeling like they want something new, the potential of what God could do, if, if especially those of us who are believers saying, Lord, use this in a way to change me, to make me different. I just think that's a powerful thought. It's very exciting. And so when Jesus, you know, uh, told a lot of stories, he he often, or even in his encounters, they were very much about disruption. I was thinking about the story of the Good Samaritan. It's very much a story about disruption, about interruption, right? You probably know the story, but there's a man. He's walking from Jerusalem to Jericho, and on his journey, he gets attacked. He gets beaten. He gets robbed. He gets stripped, and he's left for dead on the side of the road. 
and three people, three people encounter this man while he's laying on the side of the road nearly dead, right? The first one is a priest, and the priest comes up, and he, he actually just walks on the other side of the road and acts like he doesn't notice him, which is crazy, right? And then a Levite come by, comes by, which is also a religious leader, and he does the same thing, acts like he doesn't notice him. So, that, so the pastors and the priests are not looking good in this moment, right? Well, then the third person that comes by is a Samaritan. And now Samaritans are considered one of the religious enemies of the Jews. Well, the Samaritan comes by, he sees this man in his condition, he goes up to him, he stops, he's, he, he, let, he allows us to interrupt his day, and he takes care of him, and he makes sure that he is in good care before he leaves. Only the Samaritan was willing to have his day interrupted. You know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote a book called Life Together, and he, and he wrote this about this idea of interruption and disruption. He said, we must be ready to allow ourselves to be interrupted by God. God will be constantly crossing our paths and canceling our plans by sending us people with claims and petitions. Wow. We may pass them by preoccupied with our more important tasks. It's a strange fact that Christians and even ministers frequently consider their work so important and urgent that they will allow nothing to disturb them. This is disturbing. They think that they are doing God a service in this, but actually they are disdaining God's crooked yet straight path. Oh my gosh, I love this, this line. Crooked yet straight path. It's a reference to how God's ways look difficult, perhaps feel crooked, but his plans are indeed the straight ones. Think about that. You know, this story, it always convicts my heart. There have been many times that I placed my preconceived plans over people or I, my agenda over unexpected disruption. Now, I don't think that this means that, you know, every disruption we're supposed to throw the plans out the window for, right? And I, I think sometimes there are meaningless disruptions in life and they just happen. It's part of life. But I think we must learn to discern what it means to see a holy disruption come into our life so we don't walk by the very thing that God has placed in our path that we should take notice of, that we should be willing to be interrupted by. Because perhaps in that disruption, God is doing something new. Are you with me? Are you following me? Right? This is good. This is really good. However, I think we have to understand that there is in the scriptures, a theology that is around holy disruption. Uh, God is interrupting our plans, and, and he's getting in, in, into our life in ways to usher in newness and revelation and life and perhaps new chapters to our own story. So before I go any further, I was just thinking about this, and I was like, well, I want to make sure you don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying, nor is Bonhoeffer, nor is Bob Iger, for that matter, saying that disruption and chaos is better than organization or plans. That's not what I'm saying. Um, no, there's, there's a difference. And, and God, God is not a God of disorder or chaos who intentionally creates disruptions. For example, he doesn't create a global pandemic to wake us up. Uh, that's, that's not the way he typically works. God is actually the only one steady in all of the chaos and disorder. Isn't that interesting, right? We must always remember that it's people who have made the world chaotic, divided, and disordered uh, 
by creating our own plans and agendas and kind of chasing after our own beliefs and recreating the very thing that is consistent and clear. You see, God's word is actually the consistent, clear um, message, if you will, and truth that the world has always had available to them. And God is the steady one through the chaos. However, that doesn't mean that holy disruption isn't a part of his steady plan. Sometimes it's that that guides us into the life of, of, of awe and wonder that he wants to lead us into, because that is God's crooked yet straight path. So following Jesus, following Jesus with a healthy theology of disruption helps us have eyes to find the things that God is putting in our path. God creates the means of grace for our neighbors through disruption. He creates avenues of purpose for you and for me to, to knock us off of our well-beaten path, right? To, to, to take us away from our predetermined destinations to discover his better plans. So what if God in all of this is inviting us into something else, something new? Good Samaritan moments, but even beyond that, right? You know, there are moments throughout the scriptures where, where, where God uses this theology of disruption. Think about it. Like, Jesus goes to the woman at the well. What if, what if he had just said hello to the woman, she had got her water, and went back to town? It would have just been another ordinary moment, forgettable moment. But no, he went deeper. And we see this time and time again throughout the scriptures, this theology of disruption. You got Peter and John going to the temple to pray, and they are disrupted by a man who needs to be healed sitting at the gate to the temple. And of course, they pray, and he's healed. Jesus, walking through Jer Jericho, is interrupted by a man named Bartimaeus who's blind, and he cries out, have mercy on me. The whole crowd says, be quiet. Jesus could have just... Pretended he didn't hear him and kept walking, but no, he was willing to be interrupted and he stopped and he, he of course, restores the sight of this man. We, we see this time and time again. Peter's on a roof praying and God disrupts his prayer and teaches him something that was instrumental in the gospel. He tells him that this whole disdain they have for Gentiles, that, that relating and talking to Gentiles, that era is over. He says, don't call anything unclean that I've made clean and he changed Peter's whole understanding of the gospel and the future course of the gospel for the rest of us. Paul on his way to Damascus to persecute Christians, right? Jesus meets him on the road and disrupts his plans. Changes everything about Paul. Peter and Andrew are fishermen, disrupted, right? Matthew, a tax collector, disrupted. James and John, fishermen, disrupted. Go back to the Old, Old Testament, right? We see Elijah on a mountain all by himself because he's been running from God. God meets him there and says, what are you doing here, Elijah? Get back to the things that I've called you to. He disrupts his running and he says, go back to where I told you to go. And you want to talk about the ultimate disruption. Think about Moses, right? Leading a quiet life, shepherding. And then God disrupts that moment and calls him into something he never saw coming. You see, this is all over the story of God. It's all over the story of his people. And, and I believe it's even all over your life and my life. And, and I just can't help but think that this disruption that we are encountering right now, there's more to it than maybe what we've even given credit to. Maybe we need to process this moment a little deeper. 
You see, I could go on and on, but disruption is God's tender way of encouraging his creatures to be a part of his kingdom come. <laughs> Holy disruption is not disorder and chaos. It's kindness and invitation to a better way to live. So I have, I have a few thoughts. I have three thoughts uh, to learn from the scriptures um, about the things that I think God is, often does through disruption. There's probably more that we could talk about, but these are the, these are the three that I want to share, and, very, and I'll share them very briefly. The first one is this. God uses disruption to remind us that love is first. Loving God and loving our neighbors is the first and greatest commandment, meaning that's the first thing we're supposed to do and think about. So that means, in other words, that our to-do list is not first. And I must be reminded of that all the time because we live in a world where productivity and being get-it-done people is highly valued. And in all of our busyness and all of our getting it done, the one thing that a lot of times we aren't getting done is the very thing that God said is most important, which is loving him and loving our neighbors. And I think, wow, sometimes I've missed it. And sometimes I need things to disrupt my life to remind us of the things that God has already spoken. And he's reminding us of that, I think, in this moment. Don't miss out by walking on the other side of the road the things that God and the people and the places and the things that God is placing in your path that we must notice and we must show love to. Second thought. God uses disruption to reveal new destiny. God uses disruption to reveal new destiny. You know, when God disrupts our life, which all of us are feeling that in these moments, our plans maybe get derailed. We thought, you know, what's going to happen now? And, and in those moments, what happens is we often ask God, you know, now what? And in that question, now what, God? What do I do now? There's an opportunity for something to emerge. You know, I've had conversations during these few months where people have been forced to consider new jobs and new careers, uh, maybe just the extra time for some people has created the opportunity to think more about you know, what their life is really going to be moving forward. And I just believe God reveals new destinies. And I'm, I'm, I just want to say, there's some of you that I feel like God is calling you to something. God is showing you something. God is trying to reveal something to you right now that is about your destiny, is about your future. And it's significant, and it's big. And I know that's true. For you, And I just want to speak to you and encourage you that this could be a time of courage to trust in him. Because what he does in these moments is he says, will you trust me? Will you follow me? Will you obey me? God, is, God uses disruption to chart new paths for us to depart from what we were doing. I mean, maybe even this, this idea of me saying Matthew tax collector no longer disrupted. Peter fisherman no longer disrupted, right? Paul on the road to Damascus no longer. Maybe even those reminders of those types of stories remind you or tell you now that you can have the courage to step into the thing that God is calling you into, the destiny that he has for you. Perhaps this is that kind of season for you. The last thought, God uses disruption to create new normals. So back to my main man, Bob Iger, the Disney guy, right? The guy who brokered the deal for Pixar Star Wars and Marvel to all be under the banner of Disney. I mean, my mind cannot comprehend what that took. But he talks about the notion of disruption when they made each of these huge changes as a company, right? Acquiring these massive entertainment brands, it changed Disney from top to bottom. 
So essentially you can say that in most instances, especially a, a significant disruption, a new normal emerges from the disruption. You know, I remember when I was about 19 years old, I was uh, driving down the road and I was actually praying because it was one of those times I was like, God, what am I supposed to do with my life? And, and I was just praying and I, I, I'd i been being led in a, for a little while in this time, but I just kept thinking I was supposed to go into ministry. And I remember thinking, oh, this is, this is not what I expected. This is different than what I planned. And you want to talk about a major disruption to my life, right? Um, and it wasn't a bad one, but it was just a significant one. And because from that point forward, not only had my destiny now had was being set and changed but beyond that there was a new normal that kind of emerged right like the way I spent my time the things that I thought about the way that uh, I you know wanted to go and be educate myself or, or learn new things like it was all under this new reality and it was creating a new normal and I think for a lot of us you're you're gonna have a lot of things that are kind of need to be your new normal it may be the way you lead your kids it may be the way you love your spouse. It, it could be, you know, the dreams that you have, or, or per perhaps it's the priorities that matter to you. You know, I would, I would hope and, and pray that for each of us with our faith life, that there's some new normals emerging from this that we're like, I, I need to change because he's calling us back to his consistent steady hand, or he's showing us new things and revealing the Holy Spirit, revealing things in our path that we should start noticing. I don't know. The key question I think we all face in this moment that we're in right now is what does God want to show you? What does he want to teach you? What does he want to grow in you? Because we can't go back to the old normal. What's that? Sure, there's some things we want to return to, but don't we all want something new out of this? I believe there's a new normal coming. And for each of us, we have to understand this, that you, are the person who will determine your new normal. And you have to ask, will it be a better way of living? I would hope so. A more faithful way of following Jesus? I mean, I would pray, yes, that would be what we would all be striving for and hoping for and working towards in a good way. Will we be different or will we be the same? Well, I, I hope that this gives us things to think about, to consider, to pray through. I just want to close this by praying for you. I just want to pray for all of us that are watching and listening today. And so if you just want to bow your heads where you're at, I'm just going to say a prayer over this. I mean, I just shared a bunch of thoughts I know and gave some three thoughts. All those things are there and there's a lot to process, but I want to, I, I want to try and conclude this by just prayer and say, God, will you take this disruption, this moment of disruption uh, around our world, but individually in our lives, and will you do something out of it that would emerge a new normal that is one that is all about these things like loving first, charting new destinies, and creating new things that are anything but normal, they're beyond normal, meaning the kind of love that we need to love, the type of courage we need to step into new destinies, and and the type of living that would be a new way of being. My, my, my final thought before I pray is this, I don't want this to be an inconvenient disruption, right? Like this moment shouldn't be defined by all the bad. It shouldn't be defined by sickness and, and, and death, although that all came with this moment. Economic crisis, too many Zoom calls, and the moment that the world almost ran out of toilet paper, right? Like it should, it should be defined by something else, and, I, and I'm hoping and praying for you and your life. It's defined by the new normal. It's defined by what God has done in you and through you, and is going to continue to do in and through you from this point forward, right? All right, let me pray for us. Father, we just want to pray a prayer of surrender. 
I pray for each person who's watching and listening. I just pray that each of us take this disruption and consider the tender ways that you're encouraging us to be a part of your kingdom in a new way. Help us see what you're putting in our path. I pray that we are sensitive to your Holy Spirit's guidance and that we don't just walk by the things that are in our path. Give us love. Help us, help us love like you want us to love. Help us love our neighbors. And, and uh, Father, I pray for all sorts of courage right now, for those that you're calling to new things and new passions that chart new destinies, all that stuff, Father. I pray for courage and discernment of your will in this season, humility over those people that just know that, God, you have them in this moment. I pray for them. I also pray for the new normal that we all need. Help us live differently out of this moment. I pray we are not the same, but that we are made better by you. I pray this in the name of Jesus and by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen, friends. Well, again, thank you so much for being here. I pray this has encouraged you and challenged you. And if you do need prayer or if you just want to talk with a pastor, you know, reach out to us. Let us know. All the links are on the website. Uh, but guys, we will see you soon. We love you so much. Grace and peace. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If there's anything we can pray with you about, or if you have questions about God, we'd love to talk with you. Please visit our contact page at okccommunitychurch.com.